0: 7 of Doses of Darling. For those of you joining for the first time, welcome. My name is Darling Membreño and I'm a licensed professional counselor associate here in the state of Texas. This is my mental health and holistic wellness podcast. For those of you continuing to listen and watch, thank you. Thank you so much for your continued support. Y'all have no idea what it means to me to know that I have people supporting me and like rooting me on for this endeavor of mine. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, please, please don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Hit the little bell for notifications and like the videos when you're watching them. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple podcasts or Amazon music, please rate the podcast and like it. Your support means the world to me. So today's episode is going to be talking about breathwork and light language. I have a very special guest on to talk to us about that and actually guide me through a real, like, it's short, but it's like a real breathwork session. Um, And I know a lot of these practices that I'm now presenting to y'all can seem a little bit woo-woo because they're not conforming to the structure of whatever Western medicine is, especially pertaining to mental health. But these practices that I'm presenting as alternative forms or methods of healing, a lot of them have roots in ancient times. And many of them are being or have been colonized and appropriated by the Western world without giving the due credit to where they actually came from and they're being used in like a commercialized way. Um, and that's, you know, that's definitely not something that's okay. Um, and I hope that by presenting them on this platform, that people will take these alternative methods of healing into consideration for themselves and step a little bit outside of the realm of whatever Western medicine dictates, because medication is not always the solution. There can uh, be other solutions out there that can be something other than just a band aid that gets to the root cause of different things that we're going through. So, um, I just feel like it It's worth it to give an opportunity to these woo-woo, um, methods that I really feel have worked because I've gone through the methods myself and I wouldn't be presenting them on here on this platform if I didn't think that they were well worth it and that they were something that people really needed to know about. So I'm really excited about this episode, um, and Y'all can either, if you're watching on YouTube, I will cut it out for, um, the people listening on Spotify or, um, Amazon music or Apple podcasts. But y'all who are watching on YouTube got the privilege to see, and maybe even follow alongside me, um, this mini breathwork session that I had with my, with my special guest, you can watch me be all chill at the end of the interview and see how it actually like affected me and regulated my nervous system at the end um and if you want to fast forward through it you can but know that at the end of it i will give my guests information so that y'all if you're interested um, in participating in any breathwork sessions or light language sessions i call it light work in the beginning because I didn't know the term she corrected me <laughs> she corrected me it's light language um but you all will get a date for the next session that she's got and you'll get all of her her socials and ways to contact her as well as one of the um pages that she gave out for people to go and do some more research on breath work and light language so without further ado here is my guest talking about breathwork and light language enjoy all right everybody our guest today on doses of darling is Gari Telma Chavez Gari is a breathwork and light work practitioner i met Gari's at a kundalini activation process session and she told me a little bit about what she did and i saw how sensitive she is to the kundalini activation process which we will be seeing um an episode soon on, so um, yeah, we are going. We are welcoming Gadi's. Thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate having you on today.
1: Thank you very much for having me here. Hi, everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Um, this episode is on breath work and light work, and so I always start by asking my guests um, to give a little bit of a background of themselves what your calling was to doing breath work or practicing breath work and light work and um, just whatever it is that you want to share that led you on this journey of this alternative holistic healing method.
1: Great. So my journey actually started back in, I believe it was towards the end of 2012. Mm -hmm. I started feeling like I was doing all the, you know, partying and like normal things people do. And now I was like, is this really all to life? Mm -hmm. There is. Just go to work, have fun during the weekends, go back to work and do the same thing over again. And I really started thinking. And so I started looking, I started researching. I was like, there has to be something else. And I came across Reiki. So I am a certified Reiki practitioner as well um I began with that which is pretty much where a lot of us began as a Reiki practitioner after that my journey continued there's a lot coming up there's a lot of emotions a lot of movement through life and I got a little bit disconnected once I moved to Austin um I resided in Dallas for most of my life and when I got to Austin um during twenty nineteen is whenever I completely got disconnected with, with uh, energy work. I was much more involved in just enjoying being here, going to, um, going to the uh, to the parks around here. Just really enjoying Austin. And then twenty twenty came around, of course, the pandemic. <laughs> Everybody got stuck inside. Um, that was an interesting year for me as well. Um, I started reconnecting a little bit, little by little, into it. Um, and then fast forward to last year is actually my apologies. In twenty twenty one was whenever I actually first got introduced to breath work. <laughs> I was at this uh, ice bath um event. And we started doing Wim Hof, yeah, breath uh, breathing, and just with a few breaths in, I started crying. I was like, "What is this? <laughs> How does this happen? I'm just breathing." And so, um, the the organizer, the facilitator he he had just gotten his certification in somatic breath work, which is what I'm certified in, and, um he was like somatic
0: somatic breath breath
1: work work. yes somatic breath work and um I was like I need I need a full session because there's stuff coming up this is like things I've I have never thought about so I was really curious Mm -hmm. and really wanting to get to the bottom of it so I went to the session and I just cried (laughs) It was my first time crying in front of somebody else for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, a, I am Mexican. So, you know, we're, we're taught that we are supposed to contain everything in and not, not let anybody see that side of us. Yeah. And so I continued going to some other um, breathwork sessions around the, um, in Austin that other people were doing and fast forward to 2022 was whenever I started feeling extremely anxious and that anxiety came from me being a DACA recipient mm-hmm. there was since DACA right now is on courts um, there was a, a a final decision that was supposed to happen back I believe, in March, around that time. Mm. And my permit was about to expire that year. I was just so anxious. I hid in my apartment for like a week. I didn't want to hear anything or go outside because the anxiety was was so crippling that I I just couldn't really do anything. I didn't really eat for three days. I just, I was stuck in my head. And nothing could take me out. And what was interesting through all this is that I kept hearing breath work, breath work, breath work. And so I was like, fine then. I will reach out to somebody and do a breath work. But they were like, um, like it was just my intuition saying, no, not a session. Yes, you do need a session, but a practitioner training. I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then I started thinking, like, really, it really stopped me. It really uh, got me thinking, like, oh, I get it. I'm going through this right now. I cannot imagine how other people in my same position are feeling right now. Mm. And so that's what really got me into it. I want to be able to give back to not just DACA recipients, but all immigrants, because it is really needed. Yeah. Yeah. Thank and you so
0: much for sharing that. Go ahead. I didn't want to interrupt you.
1: No, no, it's all right. And so that's what really got me into it. I reached out to um, to me. It's one of the best um, sessions, breath breathing sessions that I've done because um, he's able to bring out that like anger from people. Mm-hmm rather easily, which is also something that was is was really hard for me to um to tap into because of so much um repressing that I've done that was an emotion that was the hardest for me to uh tap into which that one led to me being um not able to use my voice for a long long time so right now i'm starting to be able to use that voice thank you thanks to not just breath work but also me actually sitting with myself and doing the work seeing and confronting myself in places where i've stopped myself i've i've made myself so little just like because i was so afraid yeah I mean, when you grow up in, in another country as an immigrant, you become very afraid of everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I became like this good girl that did everything anybody asked, because I I just wanted to be loved. And that's how I found my way to be loved, by doing everything everybody asked, which is something that a lot of people go through um and I just now is whenever I'm actually starting to learn to set boundaries something that
0: as Mexicans we also not really taught we're not good at that (laughs) no (laughs) we don't respect them and we're not good at setting them either exactly
1: (laughs) exactly so I'm learning how to do that as Mm -hmm. well like it's we're all a work in progress but it doesn't mean just because there's a lot of work to be done doesn't mean that we have to go through it alone. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've also learned yeah. that with the right people, you're never too much. You're never too loud, too expressive. You are just perfect as you are. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love that so much. I don't know which thread to follow. You said so much in like the this introduction and I love it. So Mm-hmm. You you said a lot that resonated with me. Um, I shared with you right at the beginning. You know that I'm an immigrant in this country also, and um, I I do feel for people who are um living with that fear daily, right? That still are undocumented, fully, um, mm-hmm. of what's going to happen, what the next president is going to do, what Congress, what next law is. It is so wild. And I shared with you that up until I was 15, I was actually undocumented also. Um, But still at my 30 something years of age, I see border patrols and I get super anxious, just like the trucks or the agents are going through the, um, the, the, what are they called? The aduanas? I don't know what they're called in English, but going, (laughs) going through the aduanas and like them asking for documentation. It's like, I feel like I'm going to get caught. Like I'm going to be deported back to Mexico. Mm -hmm. And it's just this deep seated fear that I didn't realize still sits in my body. It's still something that I have to deal with somatically. But I mean, that's one thing that I resonated with. The other thing is the, that living in fear and making yourself small and acting to please other people and to make others around you comfortable because you don't want to make anyone else uncomfortable or feel a certain kind of way so you act accordingly to whatever person whatever each person expects from you it is so exhausting to not be able to be yourself fully and not be accepted fully just because you're trying to work for this unrequited love, right? If people are not accepting you for who you are, for the imperfections that one has, like that is not your people and I've already I've talked about that on several episodes before, right? You have to find your tribe. You have mm-hmm. to find the people who love you for all of the imperfections that you have and that push you to grow instead of make yourself small, to push you to use your voice and to push you to become that ultimate ideal being that we're supposed to be, um, on this earth, instead of just cowering and making ourselves most small, just to make other people feel comfortable around us.
1: Exactly. Make them feel comfortable with their own insecurities,
0: with their own insecurities. Yes. Thank you for <laughs> adding that because that's what it is, right? People project their insecurities onto us and we just it's accept absolutely. it. Yeah, we, we do the same as well. And, um, we accept it and we enable it. We yeah. enable by keeping those people around us and by by feeding into whatever insecurities they're projecting onto us.
1: Exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, we really are the top five people that we spend the most of our time with. We become an accumulation of those people. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. This is something that I just learned recently that is very important, the type of people that I keep around me. I love being alone like I love my own company (laughs) I go out to the park and I just I roll around the grass and that's like my happy place yes um but I also love being around people Mm -hmm. and in order for me to be around people it takes it takes um it takes a lot for me to do that Mm. um because I wanna be fully present there. So in order for me to be fully present with others, I need to be fully present within myself as well.
0: And I think when we're lacking that presence is when we allow people into our lives who are draining our energy and we don't realize how depleted we are. And the reason that we're depleted is because we're not actually present and we give and give and give all of our energy and all of our time and all of our essence. And then by the time that we're no longer around them and that we just feel super drained and tired and exhausted.
1: Exactly. That comes back to the body, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How important it is to be in your body. So throughout all those years, I have been disassociating from my body for a long time. Yeah. And just what living in my mind.
0: <laughs> what is your dissociation method? You just live in your brain, or what else do you do to dissociate? Yes.
1: Just yeah. live in my mind. Mm-hmm. Go into those fantasies. Go into the anxiety. Go into the fear. All the stories that we create in our minds. All of that. Yeah. And that's why I like going out to the to the park because it gets me back into the body, but also breathing breathing is the only action that we can do unconsciously and consciously mm-hmm. when it comes to our body like yeah. we can't tell our body to heal faster we can't tell our heart to to continue breathing or to beat you know it just does it because it loves us unconditionally so that's our abundance right and it, it beats in abundance and with breathing, we can also breathe in abundance by just focusing on that breath.
0: Yeah. So this is a perfect segue to ask you because as a therapist, I give people different breathing techniques, right? We get, we have the square where it's like breathe in for four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold for four, breathe in for four, hold for four, exhale for four, hold. Four. So we do it, you know, until... We regulate the nervous system and get it to calm, but it's different. The breath work that you do, right? You already mentioned Wim Hof. Um, Mm -hmm. The type of breath work that you do is what you have different types of modes of breathing. What are, what does breath work entail on your line of work?
1: The specific type of breath work that I do is somatic breath work. it, It is a two-part session mm-hmm. and in the beginning, we are putting stress on the body. We are kicking the body into this, um, the sympathetic nervous system. We're kickstarting that.
0: And then- in explain the- explain what the sympathetic nervous system is?
1: <sighs> <laughs> yes, it's um, whenever we're stressed, anxious. We're in a fear state. Mm-hmm. We're in a go, go, go. That is what the sympathetic nervous system is like. Mm-hmm. And then we, on the second part of the session, we bring it back down into the parasympathetic. Mm-hmm. The, the, how we do this is in the beginning, we breathe in through the mouth. And on the second one, we breathe in through the nose. Breathing in through the mouth is kickstarting that system um, and then in the second part, we're just relaxing.
0: Mm-hmm. Breathing
1: in through the nose consciously helps us relax our nervous system. The reason that what the reason why we do this um actually before we go into that, I actually I just did uh, a session with one of my friends, and his system, uh, his um, session, his specific type of breath work is a lot different than mine. His is more up and down, up and down, where we stress the body up, bring it down, stress the body up, and bring it down, and it's a two part system. We breathe in through the through the stomach, in through the chest, and then out. <laughs> That felt different in my body. It mm-hmm. still got a certain benefit out of it. Um, but I'm kind of biased and I prefer the ones that I do.
0: <laughs> so, does that mean though? I, I love that you brought that up because when I experience breath work, I get really bad chest pains, right? I do any type of even if I do the breathing exercises, the four four, the four six eight, whatever it is. I get bad chest pains, and when I talk to um, Reiki practitioners, then they say, "Well, your or your heart chakra, there's something blocked because it's usually my heart. I get like little pangs in my heart. Um, that's it needs to open up, or it's trying to tell you something, or there's something trapped inside of it." So you saying that your friend's um, up down up down didn't quite work with you. Does that mean that maybe there's a possibility that different kinds of breath work um, patterns work for different people, depending on what is stored in their body?
1: Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Different, different modalities have different effects on the body. Mm-hmm. Um, what we are trying to achieve with this specific one is um, there's this video online. And it's one that they showed us while I was going through the practitioner training. Mm -hmm. And it's about this polar bear that is being chased by a helicopter because they're trying to um, tranquilize it. Mm -hmm. And so they shoot the bear. The bear is down. The people go down whenever they see that the bear is tranquilized. And they see that the bear, the paws are still moving. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that the bear is basically finishing its um, its cycle of that flight or fight uh, response he chose to fight so he or flight so he just continues running mm-hmm. even though he's tranquilized, his paws are still moving. Mm-hmm. he finishes the cycle and then you hear this sigh <sighs> where he's done. he's done with the cycle he closes that cycle With us humans, we don't close the cycles we keep them in. We keep them open, we keep them and they become our repetitive repetitive patterns, right? And so when somebody triggers us in a way, whether it's like they do something we don't like or they um, they just cause some sort of, we think that they cause that emotion within us, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, we are having an experience, a reaction to an old aspect of ourselves, an old cycle that we didn't close. And so that's what our breath work, um, isn't, um, it helps us do. It helps us actually focus in the body. There are stories that come up in the head, but it helps us focus more in your in our body, mm-hmm. and release that emotion. For example, with um, with anger, with me is it was it's hard for me to express it. And so whenever I have my sessions now, <laughs> the this last session I had, <clears throat> I was just screaming because mm-hmm. using my voice is not something that I that I do often. Mm -hmm. and I just kept screaming I screaming and screaming I was like I'm tired and my my intuition my guts were like you gotta keep going like there's a lot more in there but within those screams I was guided to pay attention to the in the way that I scream and they said listen to the different voices that are coming out from mm. And see if you can combine them all into one because this is not just you, adult Karis. It is your inner child, your little you, your teenager you. Mm. It's all aspects of you. It is us that we are trying to become one. Yeah. And so, with that, I. I started getting angry and so I started banging on the floor and that helped me bring close to a cycle that I hadn't done since I don't know when but it really like like I said the the story of when it started really doesn't matter as long as you close that cycle you
0: get to move forward with in life with that and you said you were doing this during your breath work session mm-hmm. Yeah. yes there's a lot of
1: there's a lot of things that go on in different sessions
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah but being able to release in a safe way actually release is not the right word express is the best word mm-hmm. being able to express in the right in in a safe environment mm-hmm. is what creates that healing for you because like we are not really healing you we are just holding space for you to heal yourself for you to go through your own process and understand your own journey
0: yeah in the end so do you sorry go ahead finish your thought go ahead well I was going to change the the topic a little bit and just ask um when you do breath work, do you go in with an intention? Like you're talking about anger or is it just whatever comes up? You just go in, not expect not expecting anything and whatever happens during breath work happens.
1: So when I'm facilitating or when I'm, um, doing the session myself. either
0: one so let's say what you recommend as a practitioner someone going into breath work do you recommend that they set an intention or do you recommend that they go in without any expectations and just see what comes up for them during the session both okay
1: both an intention is good because it it steers you on the right path Mm mm-hmm like my intention for that session, I I actually do set an intention for the sessions. Um, my intention for that was just release. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning when I was doing them, I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know what's going to come up. I'm just here because there's something bringing me here. So I'm just open. Mm-hmm. That was also my same intention whenever I was taking the practitioner training. It's just being open.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: open to whatever may come up
0: mm-hmm.
1: and during that training I realized how much I love holding space for others
0: mm-hmm.
1: it kind of like brought me back to to an aspect of myself that I had forgotten and that I had um. that I, I hadn't give enough attention to mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: That's very awesome that you found that it's turning your pain and your discomfort into a passion to help others. Yes, that's really awesome. Um, Okay, so you also do light work. And I know that I have questions that I I sent to you. And I feel like we've already answered a lot of them. But (laughs) you you also do light work. And um, I feel like we have a little bit of an idea already of what breath work is and how it works. Can you talk to us about light work and what that is and how and if it goes in conjunction with breath work?
1: Light language?
0: Yes, light language.
1: So this one is actually new to me as well. Mm -hmm. I just tapped into it last October. On my birthday, actually. (laughs) I was able to tap into it. Mm -hmm. Light language is type of uh, sound healing because we're bringing in through light codes or energy codes Mm. it's it's another type of channeling where we're channeling the information our soul our soul's uh, language and this is really there's no literal translation for it because it's not meant to be understood by the mind it's meant to be felt by the heart Mm. just actually before this um meeting i i did a i did a little meditation and that's what came up is i was told listen with your heart Mm. feel with your heart Mm -hmm. but most important listen with your heart not with your mind with your heart because it is only through the heart that you will be able to feel us. It is only through the heart that you are able to speak your truth. Mm -hmm. And so when I speak the light language, I I tend to set an intention that only um, energies above Uh, higher than that than love and light can come through because Mm -hmm. just like with anything even with reiki or any other energy type of healing like you gotta set the container right so Mm -hmm. that people can feel comfortable and not just that i mean you don't want something negative negative coming in Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and just causing chaos yeah (laughs)
0: so
1: (laughs) i i don't think i'm ready for that one um But yes, that is what light language is. It is a a type of sound healing. Mm -hmm. There's actually different different ways that can be channeled. There is voice, um, hand movement, like sign language. And there's also written or like um, hieroglyphs, I guess you can say. Yeah, some people draw it, which is really beautiful. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's really beautiful. There's there's also different types of languages. Um, <clears throat> the most ones that you hear about are galactic, like from the Pleiadians, Sirius, or Acturians. Um, mine is much more specific to the earth. It's more earthly. Mm. So whenever I speak it, you, you can hear more... <clears throat> it's as if I'm speaking like a, like an old native indigenous language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny because I usually <laughs> tell my friends, you know, that, you know, in Apocalypto, the movie, that little girl that's speaking, that's how I feel like <laughs> I
0: sound. <laughs> that's so awesome that you could do that. Uh, so that means everybody has their own whatever language comes out and you say that you has you have to listen with your heart and it's so difficult to turn off the mind so I imagine it's a challenge in the beginning when you try to do it Um, but do you understand yourself
1: not all the time not all the time Um, there's been very few instances when I've understood what what I was saying Mm -hmm. Um, like right like before the session I understood what they were saying but or what my guides were saying but also um, with certain people Mm -hmm. I can understand it and others I cannot why it is like I said it's really not meant to be understood it's just meant to be felt
0: Okay. And you said that you're not ready to practice this one yet. This is very new. I, I, I honestly do it.
1: Sometimes I do it unintentionally. It just comes out, uh, especially during breath work sessions. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it comes out most of it is to um, recalibrate is to recalibrate the energy within somebody's body. Or if there is an emotion that they're not able to access in a deeper way, then that's whenever it comes up and um, it's able to take it up in a much more uh, gentler
0: way. And you can, but you can get other people to speak their own light language or communicate their own light language or not yet.
1: We can set the intention and we can um, we can activate it but it doesn't mean like this is this is a part where you have to release all expectations because it doesn't mean that you are going to speak it right away it'll Mm -hmm. come to you whenever you are ready whenever Mm -hmm. your um your higher self says okay it's time whenever Mm -hmm. you feel the safest because with me I honestly didn't think I could speak it I've heard it probably since 2015 I've been around people that could speak it I was like I was just always so amazed. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is beautiful. I feel home. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I never thought that I could speak it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just the way that I was able to access mine was, um, well, I was in a retreat for once in the mountains and I love the mountains. Mm -hmm. Um, But also the safety of the container was very important mm. because you have to feel very safe within yourself as well as um,
0: be empty mm. Mm. that's difficult <laughs> yeah yeah being empty to receive whatever comes yes yeah
1: So we can definitely set the, do an activation, but it doesn't mean that you'll be able to speak it now.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so interesting. So what is the origin of light work?
1: This is ancient. Mm -hmm. This is not something that I can uh, say what the origin is. It's, i been doing some research on it and some say that it stems from like the fourth dimension or fifth dimension i honestly do not know because since this is just sounds that we're making like when i speak mine um what i'm hearing is syllables because mm-hmm. i'm trying to understand it. <laughs> mm-hmm. not to it with my heart
0: there's your logical brain being like <laughs> what am i saying yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah but in a way is like I also step back. Like I'm listening to it, but I step back. Like my me Kari, steps back and the light language just comes through. Mm. Um but since this since this is our soul this language, this from creation, I'm sure. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everything started with sound,
0: right? Mm-hmm. So, how is light language healing to somebody?
1: <clears throat> like I said, it helps recalibrate somebody, recalibrates their energy, mm. and it also helps them go deeper in a gentler way.
0: Deeper into what?
1: Into emotions. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: into accessing certain parts of yourself in in a gentler way as well as like since the language is bypassing your your thinking mind and going straight into your heart or wherever you need the healing mm-hmm. um, the light codes they're just going there and creating that healing within yourself they're speaking to your own body to your own to whatever you need whether it is your actual physical body or your energetic body is speaking directly to that
0: Mm. wow this is so fascinating yeah go ahead
1: (laughs) i just um let me see i i read something that it said when there's a dysregulation between your mind, body, and spirit, that is seen as a as a lower vibration. It's not a negative emotion. It's just a lower
0: vibration.
1: What light language does is helps you regulate that.
0: Mm-hmm. Helps you come combat- The vibration.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it just snaps you out of anything that you're going through. <clears throat> like, for example, when I'm at work, my thinking mind goes off and anytime it goes off as soon as like light language comes in all that's like gone and it's just it's just a way to recalibrate yourself I guess Mm -hmm. in a way okay
0: so can you can an individual use breath work and light language in conjunction with therapy do you think that there's a way to integrate whatever one gets from a breathwork session or a light language into a therapeutic session with a psychotherapist
1: yes i believe that he can
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah because there's there's a lot that comes from the breath work like the the actual doing the actual breath work is just the beginning Mm-hmm. The session, the real session begins after your session, after your breathwork session. So during that, I guess you can say week or however long it takes, a person is going through different to different things. Like it could be like the breathwork um, opened up something and then the light language just brought it in deeper. Like let's say like a, a memory like a traumatic experience Mm -hmm. and they're sort of like stuck in that they Mm -hmm. keep replaying that in their mind. so that's when a therapist comes in and helps them um uh come out of that and and um be able to uh what is the word to recenter themselves Mm -hmm. and to actually see be able to see that in a new light because while there are very positive um, aspects to both, and um, there's just certain people that are not ready to go into breathwork simply because of um, how our mind works and how attached we get to certain negative patterns. Mm. While it can work, it can help to break through those, there's certain people that I just get stuck there, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it depends on the trauma that people experience, right? So, and I think that's that's part of the reason why whatever happens with my chest happens when I do breath work or when I do breathing exercises, is because there's something in my past that's not letting me fully somatically release whatever's happening. And so like let's say people who are survivors of sexual abuse, like you're basically asking them to focus inward in their body, which is not a safe place after a traumatic incident, like sexual abuse happens, right? Your body's not safe. Your body's not a place that can do anything. And so I would imagine that it can be difficult for several people to do breath work and it just not work the same way as it does for others who can make their body a safe space and a safe container. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And there's actually quite a few people that have come across that um have gone through sexual abuse and through breathwork they've been able to make peace with that and move forward. Yeah. Um, but I have heard of a case where there the gentleman he um he was going through the, through the, through the breathing, but he got stuck at a place and he couldn't get out. And I mean, it just, there's far in between, there's far few people in between that, that happens to, but you know, it, it doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just.
0: That's just where they are in their healing process. Yeah. And so what do you do when something like that happens as a practitioner and as a, a person who's experienced this, experiencing the session. When you get stuck, what is the protocol? Do you just stop the breath work. Do you continue through it? Do you just go back into the the parasympathetic nervous system? What do you What do you guide the the client to do in that moment?
1: Yeah, you. We we switch over into the parasympathetic and just sit with them, mm-hmm. basically guide them through the whole thing make sure that they're breathing out like the elongating that breath Mm -hmm. in order for them to calm down come back into their body basically guiding them back into their body and just being a human really like this is a human being like it could be your brother your sister your mom your dad like just being a human being and being loving compassionate towards them Yeah,
0: just reassuring them that it's okay that they're in that place, yeah.
1: Exactly, like it's part of the process and it's a beautiful part of the process as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I bet because you're getting, even if you get stuck somewhere, you at least got to another point of healing and then maybe you need to find a different way to get unstuck, but like the process continues, right? The journey continues. Exactly. Do you have an example of, somebody that like made strides in healing through breath work and light language that you can think of?
1: Yes, actually one of my friends, um, we've had multiple sessions together. Every time I work with her, I also get activated. Oh, that's the other thing I was going to say is that when we're doing a session, whether it's a group session or, um, an individual session, like us as practitioners also
0: receive a session. Mm Yeah. Yeah. It's so are amazing. you doing Are you doing the breath work along with the client? Is that why you're also activated, or it's just the energy exchange?
1: It's it's the energy exchange, but also seeing them go through their own process mm. also helps us move through our own
0: processes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, what can you share? What strides this friend of yours has made?
1: She is. um She's very far along in her in her own process, and um, she's a Reiki master. She is also a light a light language practitioner. She's a a multi dimensional soul integration practitioner.
0: Oh wow! Yes,
1: it's very magical.
0: <laughs> sounds like it. It sounds like something else that I want to delve into.
1: <laughs> He's a magical being. That's all I can say. Um, but because she's always working with um in a different plane mm-hmm. in a different dimension like very high vibration like sometimes she has trouble in her body when she comes down she does actually do breath work every day in order to keep that channel open when it comes to uh, Reiki mm-hmm. she's a Reiki master she has to transfer the energy symbols and things like that um, <clears throat> but sometimes there's she gets like stuck energy and that she can't move through. So mm-hmm. we work quite a few. Um she usually gets really bad headaches, and so we work through those. And I'm like, you just need to scream. <laughs> just like, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> so we go through the sessions, and if every time after the session, she's like, feels so much better mm. and little by little she's been able to actually um <clears throat> deal with those a lot easier mm-hmm. of course sometimes it comes back even stronger but that's like depending on the job that she's doing and and how she's um and how much care she's doing with her body like it that's take time. And yeah. there's a lot of times whenever there's like a lot of um information overload that also needs to be moved through. But
0: yeah. yeah. That's really awesome. That she is able to do well not only that she's a practitioner for all those things, but that the breath work is allowing her to come back into her body and like realign her energy and reset her to where she needs to whenever she gets stuck and has trouble. Is there anything else that you can think of that might be important for people to know about breath work and light language?
1: breath work and light language. It is important to come back to your body and feel all those feelings mm-hmm. that we don't want to feel sometimes because we have to close that cycle. If we want to move forward in life and recreate new patterns we have to let go of old patterns when it comes to light language it's just <clears throat> giving yourself time and being open if this is something that you want to be able to do it's just being patient with yourself because you it is not a matter of learning it it is a matter of remembering that is all and with breath work we are remembering like we're bringing back all those pieces of ourselves that we've let out that we don't want to feel we're bringing them back in we're remembering them we're making peace and we're letting them go
0: Mm. oh that's beautiful do you think that we can do a mini breath work session yes of course okay we're just Basically resetting you,
1: mm-hmm. and that's it. And see how it feels within your body. Um, <clears throat> the the breathing will be something like, okay. like you're picking up a pen and then letting it drop. Okay. Okay, that's for the first part. There's mm-hmm. gonna be, there's gonna be a breath hold in between. Um, but I'll guide you to that, mm-hmm. since we're gonna be kickstarting your nervous system um your sympathetic nervous system like you'll be able to do a pretty good minute and a half breath hold so we'll be good on that and then the second part will be just in through the nose and just bringing you back down
0: okay what was that it was interesting it was really good i felt cold throughout the whole activation like freezing cold Mm -hmm. um but I I shared with you my anxiety. It shows up as extreme cold inside oh. of my body, mm-hmm. so I was trying to stay with it and see if it would release. Um, I got out a good chunk of it. My I, my hands started sweating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't feel cold right now. <laughs> so I don't think I don't. I'm sure it's not completely gone, but in this moment right now, I don't feel cold anymore. So good. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited and eager to see what happens. And I know this was like a short session too, so I can't imagine mm-hmm. having a full hour se- the full sessions. Thirty minutes are they hour long or?
1: They're sixty minutes long.
0: Sixty minutes long. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The thirty sessions. It's. It's. It's still pretty good. It's still a pretty good session. Yeah. yeah. It's just resetting you as well. But yes. normally this is uh something that I like to do in the mornings is like uh, do 30 breaths in through mm-hmm. the mouth and and then hold
0: mm-hmm. for like
1: 30 seconds mm-hmm. and then 30 breaths in through the nose and then out.
0: Oh, that's a great way to start your morning. I can't imagine how how good the rest of your day will go after that. That's a good There's thing. I'm going to start imp- uh, integrating that into my morning routine to see what mm-hmm. happens and what the effects of it are. Because I normally do like a meditation, but this is so different, you know, with activating and then deactivating and going back into the parasympathetic afterwards. Yeah. Um, I feel like mostly what I do is activate and it kind of feels like coffee a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but coffee doesn't always feel good for people. So <laughs> going back into that. like, the regulated uh, state of emotion is is good. But also, I imagine that if it's difficult to down regulate, that there's still some work that needs to be done, right. And the person has to pay attention to what's going on in their bodies, and maybe try to find out what the reason is that they're not be able to down regulate
1: yeah. I mean, there's always work to be done in general, but yeah, it's just really focusing on that um, out-breath, mm-hmm. focusing on inhaling and yeah. elongating that yeah. out-breath is really
0: important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it's been working with me. And I think I got in touch with a little bit of my light language. Um, yeah. Lots of T's and S's syllables were coming out. <laughs> so yes.
1: that's really how it'll come out honestly Mm -hmm. like just syllables
0: yeah and
1: just let yourself just let yourself feel that yeah um it is a very beautiful experience Mm -hmm. when it just because it's like you remember you
0: remember a part of
1: yourself that's always been there
0: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and it did feel like I was part of the earth I don't know if maybe you said indigenous, because you said indigenous, I'm, I'm working on getting back to my indigenous roots already anyway. Like I'm in the process of doing that. So uh-huh. I don't know if, if that's the reason why, but it it did feel very ancient, like an old soul inside of me trying to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't put any logic to it, but I did at some point get a, a feel a message, like everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Just listen to that this was amazing i thank you so much like i said i know 15 minutes is short but i can't i can't wait to do a full session with you at some point soon and of course. i want to ask you if if mm-hmm. you have any resources that you recommend to continue learning about or healing or reaching spiritual attunement and restoration through breath work and light language for anyone who's interested to in like researching or delving deeper into it?
1: Um, My main one is actually breath work. Focus Mm -hmm. on coming back into your body because Mm -hmm. that's really important. Yeah, It's um, something that I've also just learned (laughs) how important it is to actually be in your body. Um, I have not really made many posts on breath work, but I am going to be starting to um, in one of the greatest sources is somatic release, um, Instagram. They, that's who I got certified through and they are amazing with everything that they post. Like it's, it's very informational and, um, it's very
0: easy to, uh, to understand. Okay. So somatic release on Instagram and, you are a practitioner yourself. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us how people can find your services? If you have an Instagram, any other platform, a link tree, a website, and maybe anything, any workshops or anything that you might be doing in the community soon so people in Austin can reach you and maybe partake in one of these amazing sessions that you hold.
1: Sure. Um, So right now I am... Like I said, not very active on social media. Mm-hmm. But um I still do post uh my events on the social media. You can on Instagram it's uh at Telma, mm-hmm. And on Facebook, I am as caris chavez. Okay. You can find me there. And um I am actually going to be holding or holding uh an event coming up soon um let me make sure on the date which will be on the 18th of february of february yes okay. and it's gonna involve some movement breath work and light language
0: Oh, that's so exciting. I'll probably be there. So, anybody who is interested in doing this, I will go ahead and post Garis' Instagram and Facebook information, as well as the website or the other Instagram page that she gave us in the description, Mm -hmm. so y'all can get a hold of her. I just want to thank you very much for coming on and giving us all an insight into breathwork, into light language. Um, such an amazing experience, just the tiny 15 minutes that I got. I'm really excited to see you on the 18th of February and maybe in other Kundalini activation process sessions as well. Um yeah, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me. This is my first podcast. Oh, it's so exciting.
0: <laughs> I'm so happy that I get to be the first person that you do a podcast with and for. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're going to get all of this information out and hopefully some people will gather something from it and be just as intrigued by all of this work as I am and continue their healing journey, finding just all of these different modalities that are so helpful. So thank you so much. for. Yeah. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much.
0: How amazing was that interview? And for those of you who watched on YouTube, the breath work session, if y'all followed along with it, I, I hope that y'all felt as chilled and relaxed as I did at the end of it. I'm definitely implementing these, um, the mini sessions that she talked to us about where she said doing 30, 30 and 30, right? The 30 fast, the 30 holds, and the 30 regulating breaths. Um, and they have been such a, like, Shift in my routine every morning. Um I'm going out into the world in a little bit more uh of a state of peace. So I'm really grateful for this episode and I hope y'all enjoyed it as well. I will be seeing y'all at the February 18th breathwork and movement session. I'm really excited for that, and I hope that whoever is intrigued by it and signs up um, that y'all enjoy it too. So thank you all so much for joining me on this episode i can't wait for the next episode which is the actual kundalini activation process and y'all will get a whole a whole um real live demo as well as like a demo from one of the actual sessions i went to i can't wait to post that episode thank you all so much for joining me once again just a reminder if you're watching on youtube subscribe to the channel Hit the little bell for notifications if you like the content and like the videos. And those of you listening on um, podcast platforms, please rate and like the show. I, again, am eternally grateful for your, your support. So I will be sending you all off with lots of love, lots of light, and many, many blessings. I will see you all on the next episode of Doses of Darling. Take care.